0: What up world? It's past first point guard and Blazer beat writer Mike Richmond. You are listening to another episode of Locked on Blazers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts. This episode is also the latest installment of the Locked on Blazers 2019-2020 season wrap-up. We're dedicating a full episode to every player on the roster and giving you a brief but thorough look at their season in Portland. We'll look at their performance this past year, review where they landed in terms of the best case and worst case scenarios that I laid out a year ago, way back in September 2019 at the start of training camp. And finally, we'll close the show looking ahead to the upcoming season and the role and expectations for the 2021 year. This is our seventh installment of the wrap up. So if you've missed any, check your podcast feed and start catching up. Today, we're talking about Rodney Hood. 2019-20 was Rodney Hood's first full season with the Blazers after he re-signed on a two-year deal, one-year guaranteed with a player option for the next season in the 2019 offseason. And Hood appeared in 21 games, all starts, averaging 11.0 points, 3.4 rebounds, and 1.5 assists in 29.5 minutes. He shot 50.6% from the floor, 49.3% from three, which was the best in the league when his season ended. He scored in double figures in 11 of his 21 appearances, including 25 against Philadelphia on November 2nd and another 25 against Toronto on November 13th. He left a game early on November 8th while dealing with back spasms, an issue that caused him to miss the next two games, November 10th and November 12th. What did he do? Well, he returned the next night, second night of a back-to-back, and boosted the Blazers with 25 points against the defending champion Toronto Raptors. A testament to what Hood was when he played. He was a big-time contributor. In fact, in the opening two games of the season, the only two when the Blazers really had their full complement of training camp invites available, Rodney Hood closed the games at power forward. He was going to play a lot of different spots on the floor. And only twice in games that he didn't leave early with an injury did he play fewer than 29 minutes. If he was on the court, he was going to play a bunch. He played at least 25-plus in every single outing. He was a huge part of this plan, a team that was really, really shallow on the wings. The answer to almost every question was Rodney Hood. But then on December 6th, After grabbing a defensive rebound with three and a half minutes left in the first quarter, Hood landed and tore his left Achilles tendon. He rained on the floor at the free throw line as his teammates surrounded him, and he was eventually helped off the floor by a team trainer and one of the strength coaches. Five days later, Hood underwent surgery in Southern California. He started the rehab process shortly thereafter. And he made his first appearance at the Moda Center on February 1st, sitting behind the bench in, what else, a black hoodie and a sport coat, per league dress code mandates, and cracked a huge smile when he was showed on the big screen. And he also spoke with yours truly after the game about what had transpired from the first week of December to that first day of February. He told me then that the five days between tearing his Achilles tendon and getting surgery were the most challenging stretch of his professional career. His season was over, his career was in trouble, and Hood found himself in what he called a dark place. He stopped short of calling it depression, but he said he was pretty upset. But he spoke with his wife. And she helped pull him out of a spiral he was headed down. And so by the time he got surgery, he was starting to shift his perspective. As Hood told me, and I quote, I was real down on myself, but once I got into surgery, I had a long talk with my wife. I was real positive when I got out of surgery. I was going to attack rehab, do the little things and become a better person, a better player mentally. And once I come back, I know it's a long process, but I think I'll be better for it. Hood told me at the time that he was ahead of schedule. Who really knows what that means? I'm not a medical professional. I'm a podcaster. But I'll take him at his word. He was in a walking boot in that first week of February and said that he was going to get out of it soon. I think he stayed in a little bit longer than he wanted to because the Blazers were being particularly cautious with him. A couple of media reports after that uh, February date, he thought he'd be out of it by the All-Star break and he was not quite totally free of it, suggested the Blazers were just being cautious with a really serious injury. But videos released over this last month Earlier in September, showed Hood on his social media dunking off two feet at the Blazers practice facility. And considering the timeline of the new season, Adam Silver suggested in an interview with CNN this week that it's probably not going to start until at least 2021. I think it's looking likely that Rodney Hood will be available for opening night, which is probably going to be scheduled something like 13 months after he has sustained sustained the initial injury. Hood also, after he sustained the Achilles injury, spoke to a bunch of guys who had gone through it. He spoke to Wesley Matthews, who, after tearing his Achilles on the exact same floor as Rodney Hood, returned to the opening lineup eight or the opening night lineup eight months later. He talked to Kevin Durant, who was deep into Achilles surgery after it had happened. He talked to Joe Johnson, who tore his Achilles and ended up having still a long career afterwards. Everybody is different. So even with a bunch of, you know, positive affirmations from guys who were either in the process or had gone through it and had relatively successful outcomes, it's hard to know what will become of Rodney Hood. It's a really brutal injury that no one should have to go through. Uh, one of those things that you immediately sort of just, you can remember, I can quickly take myself back to that moment, seeing him on the ground and, and just that the, pit in your stomach when you say, oh man, like that's, that's really bad. You just don't want that to happen to anyone. But instead of remembering Rodney Hood's season as one of this of tragedy, I'm going to choose to remember him as a guy who was almost always in good spirits. Uh, Rodney Hood was someone who I would talk to almost every pregame. We would just kind of BS about Duke and Carolina stuff. Me, a Chapel Hill native and him, a Duke university graduate. His locker was next to Nazir little. And I would try to rope Naz into every uh, shit talking opportunity I possibly could. Gary Trent jr. Who sat opposite them mostly avoided these conversations And even after he got hurt, when Rodney Hood was back in the locker room, in a boot, doing rehab work, you know, you'd see him around uh, after the games and he'd be, I remember seeing him walk through the hallway in shoes. He just walked out of the locker room and down the back hallway to the weight room. And I said, look at you, man, like, you know, excited that he's making progress from a brutal injury. And he smiled and he, he said thanks and explained that, you know, he was, he was not all the way there, but, you know, wearing two shoes felt like a big deal and joked about how his his, uh, his left shoes weren't getting a workout, while his right shoes were still getting scuffed up. I'm going to choose to remember that Rodney Hood. The Rodney Hood was a good spirits despite a, a truly terrible injury. My memory of the 2019-2020 Rodney Hood will be someone who was cordial, professional, polite, funny. Not someone who suffered a career and life altering injury. That's just the way I'll choose to remember it. I recap the 2019-2020 season for him so you can choose to remember Rodney Hood however you do. What I want to do in the second segment though is I want to revisit these best and worst case scenarios I laid out back last September. The... Heading into training camp, I did the best case and worst case for every player on the roster. I kind of set these artificial poles of their best possible season and their worst possible season. Now, I did these without injury. Within reason, without injury was the tagline. The worst case scenario for any player in the league is that something like what happened to Rodney Hood back in December happens to them. But that's not what we were talking about last September. So we'll revisit that for our on-court expectations and kind of figure out what we were thinking about Rodney Hood this time last year. But before I do that, I want to tell you all about RockAuto.com. You know RockAuto.com, they're the family business that's been serving auto part customers online for 20 years. You can go to RockAuto.com right now to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They got everything you need, from engine control modules to brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and the prices you prefer. And the prices, well, that's the best part, y'all, because at rockauto.com, they're always reliably low and the same for professionals as they are for the do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Don't do that. Instead, go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck. While you're there, make sure you write LOCKED ON in their HOW DID YOU HEAR ABOUT US box. That way they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com All right. So we talked Rodney Hood's 2019-2020 season. He was an absolutely an elite shooter who only played 20 games, gave us about the, just enough of a sample size to say, Hey, maybe he would have been the best shooter in the NBA all season long, but not quite a big enough sample size to say, Hey, he would have been the best shooter in the NBA all season long. But now I want to turn back the clock a little bit heading into training camp of last year, September of 2019. I've laid out these, I did these player capsules for every, every person on the blazers roster at the time. And I gave their best case and worst case scenarios, and like I said in the first segment these i the tagline I used was without injury and within reason. So I was trying to give sort of a reasonable scenario for what is the best Rodney Hood we could see and what is the worst Rodney Hood we could see on the court specifically. so I want to revisit those as a way to sort of remind us what we kind of what the blazers needed from Rodney Hood at the time and what our expectations, both you listener and fan, and me someone who. Gives opinions into a microphone thought about what Rodney Hood could and should provide the Blazers last season. So what's the best case scenario for Rodney Hood? It's that the consistency he's been searching for for the last few seasons finally materializes now that he's in a situation of his choosing where throughout the season there are no little birds chirping for Kent Bazemore or anyone else to steal Hood's minutes at the three. The best case scenario for Rodney Hood is that he averages north of 15 points per game and is the Blazers' third leading scorer from Jump Street, providing the offensive punch that Portland's previous front court just didn't provide. Hood's offense would make you forget what Mo Harkless didn't do and what out Camino couldn't do and remind you why the Blazers chose to go with Hood this offseason over their other two options. The best case scenario means that Hood's game rounds out a little bit more with his comfort in Stotts' system, and he offers more than just shot making and fills out the stat sheet with some useful production. Rebounds and assists, I don't expect him to be a blocks and steals guy, but someone who does a little bit more than just score on mid-range pull-ups. And honestly, the best case scenario for Rodney Hood sees him develop into an above average defender. Because he's got to be capable of being part of a defense that's solid enough to keep the Blazers in the top half of the West. And the best case scenario involves him maybe not being this all-world defender, but someone that people don't pick on, someone that defenses don't hunt out, and someone that can, who can hold his own playing big, big minutes on the wing next to two guards who aren't necessarily good defensive players. I won't, I'll take out the necessarily. Next to two guards that aren't good on defense. Hood needs to be better than serviceable for this best-case-scenario defensive prediction to play out. So what's the worst-case scenario for Rodney Hood? It's that all those things that other fan bases think about Rodney Hood come true. He's an inconsistent scorer and a limited defender who disappears for long stretches in important times. The worst case scenario for Rodney Hood is that he never gets back to that 38% three-point shooter that he was briefly in Utah, and he remains right around league average from three, and that means that he would fail to provide the spacing upside that the Blazers envisioned him when they prioritized bringing him back. A non-shooter, non-defender is worse than just a non-shooter. The worst case scenario is that Hood simply isn't up to the task of defending the best wings in the West, and so any offensive upside he might offer is immediately negated by him hemorrhaging points on the other end. That would force the Blazers to make a tough call, bench Hood for his defensive shortcomings, or hope that he can score enough on the other end to make it worth it. But ask yourself this, in the worst case scenario I'm envisioning, is Rodney Hood, who can't stop LeBron James, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, James Harden, or Giannis Antetokounmpo, actually good enough to even things out on offense on the other end? The worst case scenario for Rodney Hood is that he's an intriguing backup with some scoring potential miscast as a high-end two-way wing, and those expectations completely miscolor his perceptions by the coaching staff, the fan base, and the media. And eventually, those type of things take a mental toll on a guy being paid like a role player, tasked with what amounts to much a much more substantial role. The worst case scenario for Rodney Hood is that he took a sweetheart deal to play a small role, but the role he's actually needed is far outsizes his contract, and he's kind of blamed for it. I'm not saying that's fair. I'm saying that's the worst case scenario. Thank you, Michael, from the past. We always appreciate it. So I think Rodney Hood gets an NA or an incomplete. Probably not applicable. I mean, 21 games just isn't quite enough. It's not even 21. He got injured eight minutes into his 21st game. He left another game early with back spasms. So you know, is 19 full basketball games enough? Does that does does 19 games a season make? I think no. The thing that Rodney Hood was searching for was consistency. It's a thing he's sort of never been as a basketball player. He showed flashes of being pretty good and he's and he's had these moments where he's disappeared. Did it with the Jazz, did it with the Cavs. Hadn't really done it with the Blazers, but he was gonna get this long run, you know, after he he came over at in a midseason trade and then he re-signed. He was gonna get this long run as like a as a huge part of the plan. He was going to start at small forward. He was going to close games at power forward. The Blazers were going to lean on him a bunch, a bunch, a bunch. Like I said in the first segment, he was going to be the answer to a lot of their questions. Now, was he going to be the right answer? Who guards LeBron James? Rodney Hood? Yeah, who knows? But he was going to be that, and he didn't get a chance because of the injury. So I think he gets an incomplete here. Uh, it's hard to say he was inconsistent. In fact, when he was on the court, he was incredibly good. He shot more than 50% from the field, nearly 50% from the three-point line. He was the best long-range shooter in the league when he went down. What he wasn't exactly was like a really well-rounded offensive option. He wasn't dishing out assists. He wasn't grabbing a bunch of rebounds. I don't think that's what he's going to be. I think that's still going to be a question with him is what else can he offer other than the scoring? But if he shoots that efficiently, if he's making 50% of his threes on six or seven attempts a night, it doesn't matter. The Blazers really could have used his offensive spark later in the year. Uh, He was... Hood was, in those first 20 games, what people think Carmelo Anthony was in the final 60 games. He was efficient. He didn't do much else but score, but he did it at a really high level. That's like the perception of Carmelo Anthony, but it's actually the truth about Rodney Hood. But the test for Hood will be whether he can do it for 70 games, 80 games in an NBA season and into the playoffs. It isn't about whether he can show flashes of being really good. He's done that. He did that in year two with the Jazz. He did that in in moments briefly with the Cavs until kind of disappearing come playoff time. The question for Rodney Hood is can he do it a bunch and can he do it when it matters? He delivered for the Blazers in the playoffs, but that was after a first-round series where he was pretty bad. He just had a much better matchup against the uh, Denver Nuggets and took advantage of it. Consistency is the question for Hood. He gets an incomplete because we haven't seen him be consistent. We saw the flashes, gave us some hope, but he's got to. The way you do it is by doing it. In the third segment, I want to talk about doing it. That's right. I want to talk about what's next for Rodney Hood, his expectations, and his role for the 2021 season. That's what we're going to do in the third segment. We're going to talk about the future. Still a pass for his point guard, still Mike Richmond. still listening to Locked On Blazers. We're still talking about Rodney Hood. We ran through his 2019-2020 season, a hyper-efficient shooting season that ended early with a catastrophic injury, a very serious Achilles injury in the first week of December. We revisited our expectations for him from from the past training camp, September 2019. He got an incomplete because the things that you wanted to see from Rodney Hood, whether he could diversify his game a little bit and become a, a little bit better defender, he didn't really get a chance to show us. So now after we've looked back to look ahead, let's look ahead to look ahead. Let's just do the good old fashioned looking ahead. The role for Rodney Hood I expect him to fulfill in the 2021 season, like I said, season very likely to start and be played in one calendar year, 2021. It's the starting small forward on the Blazers. Neil Olshay said it. He told Jason Quick of The Athletic this back in March. After Rodney Hood's injury, before Zach Collins and Yusuf Nurkic had returned, maybe back in February, rather, prior to the trade deadline, he, back before... Uh, Zach and Nurk had returned while Rodney Hood had been injured and was still in the midst of a long rehab. He said, we're going to be patient because next year our starters are going to be Dame, CJ, Rodney, Zach Collins, and Yusuf Nurkic. Now, Neil O'Shea isn't always telling the truth. Y'all know that. If you don't know that, let me tell you now, Neil O'Shea isn't always telling the truth, but I believe him when he said that. I believe them that that's their plan going forward because I believe that the Blazers see this team as a team that was robbed of their chance by injuries. So my expectation for Rodney Hood's role is starting small forward on the 2021 Portland Trail Blazers. I don't think that was always going to be the easy, easiest case. I think he would have had to wrestle it away from Trevor Ariza if the season has started on time, if the world was anything close to what we used to consider normal and the NBA season was, you know, a week away from kicking off, then yeah, I think maybe Rodney Hood, there's no guarantee that he would be ready. Uh, you know, he might still be on a minutes limit, or even just not ready to play five-on-five NBA basketball yet. And then the Blazers would have to probably roll with Trevor Ariza, and then Hood would figure out his how much, how much and how he was going to contribute after that. But now that the season's going to start in January, if not later, Kawhi Leonard told Dan Wojcicki of the LA Times that he expects the season to start in March. So certainly there's a there's scenario where the season starts way late. Hood will be ready and ready to play. 13 months is enough time. You know, 8, 9, 10 months, it's always questionable. But I think more than a year is enough is enough time for Hood to be considered ready. So my expectation is that he's ready to go 30 minutes a night starting small forward on the team the question really for hood is what can he give and i don't for me you know how could i possibly speculate obviously it has it, it's a question mark and i just want to highlight it as that there's examples of guys who have come back jonas drebko came back uh and and had a had a career had a sort of post full on post achilles injury career uh wesley matthews a little bit older than hood at the time when he got injured but uh Came back and was mostly the same. He was a little bit worse on defense, shot a little bit worse, but he was mostly the same. Could have been about the same level of drop-off as it happens to NBA players after their 30th birthday. We'll see what happens with Kevin Durant coming back from the same injury. Joe Johnson, again, a little bit older, but came back and was a was a relatively high-level contributor post-Achilles. Dominique Wilkins is the one people point to a bunch who came back and made an all-star team after his Achilles injury. I don't think Rodney Hood is going to uh, become... Dominique Wilkins, but there's plenty of, plenty of guys, um, particularly recently, who have recovered and come back So while it's uncertain, there are examples of people who have continued a relatively normal basketball career arc, even after suffering this serious injury. We don't know what's next, so we'll just have to wait and see with Rodney Hood. But as you may have gathered in the uh, first segment, is just on a personal level, I think Rodney Hood's cool as hell even if he went to the wrong college. So I'm rooting for him to get back and be Rodney Hood again. That might just mean someone who scores 11 to 15 points per game and shoots threes and doesn't do much else. But I'm rooting for anyone to overcome a serious injury and get back to doing what they love. That seems like a simple thing we can all pull for. That's going to do it for today's show. Like I said, this is our seventh... Uh, player capsule season wrap-up that we've done. So if you've missed any, check your podcast feed. There's a bunch waiting for you. They're all labeled season wrap-up. They're all going to be perfectly evergreen for months and months and months because the Blazers aren't going to play again until at least January. Who knows when training camp starts? We've got a long off-season ahead of us. So we got Player Capsules waiting for you. If you've missed them, go back and listen to them. Or if you're trying to get someone involved in the podcast or introduce them to the podcast, great place to start. They can get a refresher on on the roster and a look ahead to next season. They can find this podcast wherever they already get podcasts. Just search Locked On Blazers. We'll be there waiting for you. Appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.